welcome to my podcast. I'm in New York, which is why this um, fabulous brick backdrop might not look familiar. I'm going to waste no time. I'll pre-record an intro to this episode, but I just want to get straight to it because I'm in New York and I'm very excited about my guest on today's podcast. I've talked about him on the podcast before. I've been a fan. Give it up for Xiaoma. Hey, what's up, Allie? Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited yeah. to have you on. It's Xiaoma, B2W. Xiaoma. Yeah. How, okay. What, what <laughs> or was I some saying? people say Xiaoman, which is like not really what, I, but I'm like, if you say Xiaoman, it's like, I don't know, it's like the cool fan nickname. So I was going too hard with the zh. The zh, yeah. So it's more of like it's a simil- It's similar to how, you know, when they like say, what's like the name of the capital of China? Um, Beijing. Beijing, right. But yeah. that's what they say in America, but really it's Beijing. So wow. It's like a, I know. It's one of those things where you're like, what the fuck? I've been saying it wrong this whole time. I feel like there's a lot of that stuff in, um, like in Japan or yeah. like with the way that we pronounce certain things. Sure. And then how they're actually pronounced. Right. I'm sure we butcher those pronunciations up so bad. So what's the difference between Bay, the J and Beijing? Yeah. Well, and with Xiaoma. No, it's a different letter. Xiaoma is Xiaoma is more technically in Chinese is like a Xiaoma. It's like a weird kind of like lispy, like your tongue is super dental up there with your teeth, like Xiaoma. But um, but if you just say like most people just like the closest approximation in English would just be like an sh sound. Okay. So Xiaoma. Xiaoma. Um, does that name mean anything? Is it there means little like horse. Little, little horse. horse. Yeah, I love that. Well, if you put it into Google Translate, it means like it, I get like pony. Oh, so, you're like a little pony boy. Yeah, I know. So every so often, I'll get like people, or like um, just emailing me like from like from hey, everywhere, pony. like from Mexico, being like "Hola, pony," you know. <laughs> they're just <laughs> translating they're just, like, everything. Google translating my name. Yeah. That's so funny. And so cool. Like when you introduce yourself to people who speak Chinese or or yeah. Mandarin. Right. That's that doesn't make sense, right? Wait, people what? don't speak Chinese. They you speak can say Mandarin. you can say I I mean so first of all, Chinese people themselves call the language like in in the Chinese language the word is Zhonglin, which literally means Chinese. Okay. So it's but technically yeah, like there are there's like a number of Chinese like like it's analogous to Europe. Yeah. Where like if you say what is European as a language, like every country in Europe has its own you know like local language. Okay. But um. The same really is true in China. But the thing is, in China, everybody speaks Mandarin. So usually in Chinese, if you say the word Zhongwen, which means Chinese, it kind of refers by default to Mandarin. Okay, so, great. So when you're yeah. introducing yourself to people who speak some dialect of right. a Chinese, Chinese language, yeah. Mandarin, whatever it may yeah. be, do people know that you're saying your name or do they think you're like, I'm Pony? Well, it, it's, I mean, how, how do you say it? It's like, um, I guess there's certain nicknames in English, like, oh, I'm Grace. You know, yeah. if you introduce yourself as Grace, people aren't thinking like, oh, she, wow, you're so, she thinks really so highly beautiful. of herself. Like, you're yeah. blessed by God. Like, yeah. Then I just, oh, Grace. Okay. So, so I guess there's like a mental okay, separation you make sense. between. You know yeah. how like everyone nowadays, I feel like people my age, when they have children, they give their children the wildest names. It, they will literally name their child Pony yeah, or like right, Forest, exactly. Apple, Sunshine. R- yeah. River. Yes. Some celebrity had, had River recently and I was like, Yeah. I, I'm I'm on board with it. I think some of the names yeah. have gone too far, but there's yeah. some that I'm like, okay, that's unique. Is uh, that? Do you know if that is happening in China, in China. or with like other cultures? Because I feel like you right. meet a lot of people from different places. Yeah, I don't. I don't. 
Or is I that just an American so. thing? I think it's an American phenomenon. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd probably say it's an English-speaking world phenomenon. But there has been an increase in name diversity over the past, like, like if you look at if you look at like the percentage of people who are named like the most popular name, mm-hmm. like the number one most popular name in any given year, like the like fifty years ago or a hundred years ago it was like twenty percent of all births were like John, like like the first name, yeah. you know. But then now, even if you take the most popular name, like whatever it is these days, like um, Cody or. Jaden or like Emma or something like that, right? Yeah. Like that, it occupies a small, like it's like 5%, you know, or 4%. So there's more diversity these days. I was just looking at what the most popular name is for women. Yeah. And a lot of people are naming their female children Luna. 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 It's one, Luna. it's the, it's the number one name in like, yeah. not even just in America. It's like the number one girl's name all over. It's wild. Um, I feel like I should I should give a little intro if people don't know you. Mm-hmm. I'm so, like honestly, I feel like everyone has at least seen one of your videos. If they haven't, their YouTube algorithm is yeah. doing them dirty. <laughs> I don't know how I came across your videos, but you make and also, do you prefer to be called Shauma? I, I don't care. I What's mean, your I'm, birth I, name? I, my my English name is Ari. Ari. So love yeah. that. Good yeah. Jewish name. Jewish name exactly. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so you make YouTube videos. You're mm-hmm. a content creator, yeah. some might say. And you, how long have you been speaking Chinese? Over a decade. Yeah, because yeah. you learned Mandarin first, mm-hmm. and you studied in Beijing. Yeah. You. Oh yeah, we talked. So okay, hold on. This is. I need to like really give a breakdown. So you make videos. You started out by making videos of you in Chinatown. You would go into like a market or a restaurant, and you'd you know order in English. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, at a certain point, you'd break it down. You'd whip out the Mandarin. Yeah, probably the most likely video that people have seen Nail salon? of me. No, the um the restaurant one. So if you're if you're listening to this and you're like, who is this guy? Maybe you've seen probably at some point Facebook or like YouTube has recommended this video to you of I was like, gonna say is it white the... guy in a restaurant speaking English and then all of a sudden busts out the perfect Chinese and people are like, What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Right. So that video went extremely viral and I was gonna say, is it the video of you ordering fish balls? And I was like, that could be That's, any. That could that, be a yeah, number. Many, I order fish balls in many videos. Yeah. It's I've never of... had fish balls. Yeah. It's a Fujinese thing. Okay. It's popular in Chinatown. So so you start, I, I mean, it's so fascinating because I think, I think the reason people like it so much is, I, I think everyone loves a good element of surprise, yeah. you know, which your videos have. But I also think there's something so fascinating about learning a different language because America is kind of an entitled place where yeah. like you go to most countries and they speak some or their second language is English. Yeah. Um, so I think as an American... To speak a language like Chinese, where they don't really teach that in high school, it's like French or Spanish. I think it's so fascinating for people. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this: I don't. Sometimes people like lament the state of language education in America, or say like, "Oh, you know, Europeans will say, oh, you Americans are so stupid. You only speak.'" You know, I I don't think like that. Like, I think I think I think there are like there's plenty of good reasons to not learn a language right like it takes a lot of time like and there's also if in your whole country people only speak one language like it's like why bother right i think it's yeah. a perfectly valid response you know i mean just look at japan too it's another example of like a country where where you know 
pretty much everyone in Japan only speaks Japanese, mm. and 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 that's that's fine. Like, there's no real reason for people to speak a language other than Japanese in Japan in yeah. most cases, and I, and I think the same is the same is true for the U.S. But you know, I, for me at least, and this wouldn't necessarily hold for everybody, but like learning another language to the level that I that I have has just enriched my life in so many ways, and it's been um. I mean, obviously, I've built a career out of it right now, but yeah. but just apart from that, like it's it's just it giving me like a second, you know, soul. In a what lot of ways. was were you? Did you have like a regular job before you were making the YouTube videos? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. I, I worked for so out of college, I worked for three years at a hedge fund, and then doing financial analysis, and then after that, I switched to software, and I was working as a software engineer for for three years, and I was doing the videos on the side, and at some point, I felt like you know if I really just like went because i was having so much fun making them and you know every so often i'd get one that would go viral and i was like you know what if i just really like like focused on this i could i think i could do something yeah out of this like a as a as a business so I, I quit my job and i was like you know what i'm just gonna go for this for for at least a year and you know see what happens um and if it if it works out great if it doesn't work out you know like i had some amount of savings so i was like all right you know I'll do this for a year or two and if it doesn't work out let's go back and i'll get a job in, in software and yeah for a year or two it wasn't it wasn't working like i wasn't really making any money you know occasionally i'd have these viral videos but it was like not it wasn't sustainable so yeah i was constantly like i had you know my my, my coding interview book always out on my desk and it was like all right this is you know this is plan b and increasingly at some point it was looking like plan a and and at some point I had these these videos that went viral where I was like, okay, now with this level of traffic, I can actually make a business. Yeah, this. So. I think that's like the important thing with finding, I mean, with anyone in whatever yeah. field they want to do, it's always like that. There's always a decision you have to make that's scary yeah. and you don't know if it's going to work out, but yeah. it's like one of those decisions where you have to do it to know if it's like, I'd rather be doing something that I love and not making money. Yeah than you know coding for you yeah. know whatever i mean to be fair i i actually really enjoyed working as a software engineer like I, I always liked i guess for me for me what i always wanted out of my life was to was to be making something was to be creating cool things yeah and you know as a software engineer i i suppose what i didn't like about that experience was was working for a company it was like just just having a job i didn't like having the job yeah. i didn't like you know just just doing what i was told but I liked the experience of making, th even in high school, like I would make like these little programs and apps and... It's so crazy because coding is a language yeah. in and of itself. 100%. So There's a lot I, of similarities there. So do you feel like you've always kind of been fascinated with that? 100%, like, yeah. yeah. I, even when I was younger, like, I suppose, I always liked writing, you know, I liked programming. I, the interesting thing about the language stuff is that I, up until the age of 18, or maybe nineteen. I, I I um I I never studied any any modern language. Like yeah. I had zero idea that this was something that I liked or could do. And that you're good at, because I think that that's right. something that a lot of people yeah. comment on your videos is like, I wish I could like learn a language so easily, or like, yeah. how do you do that? I feel yeah. like that's probably a common question you get is like, how yeah. do you do that? And I do think like some people like are really good at math and yeah. i think some people just their brains are better at like picking up languages you yeah. also work very hard to pick right. up new languages and yeah. stuff like that but i think some people just have that kind of gift i i think it's true I, I think it's true that there are 
there are differences in talent. Like, and I, I do think that some, you know, I do think that talent is a thing when it comes to really any, any facet of like human endeavors, yeah. like, you know, math, language, whatever. But that said, I think a lot of people don't give themselves enough credit. Like a, a lot of it is just about belief. A lot of it, like so much more than you might think is about, is about, do you really think that you can do this? And do you, do you really want it? Because I can't tell you how many times in high school, like, because I knew that I, I always had this vague impression, like, I, I, I kind of want to learn another language, but it was never some, it was never really the top of my, I just had no idea how to do it. And, you know, I, met, I had so many false starts in high school, like, I was like, all right, I'm going to learn Spanish now, or like, I'm going to learn Chinese, and it would just, it would just always fizzle out, you know? And if somebody had asked me in high school, like, are you ever going to learn to speak another language? I, I, I wouldn't have, I would have been like, I, I don't, I've tried, but it doesn't really seem like something that I can, that I can really do. But it was only once you're in that environment that you can really like where you're in this like self-reinforcing environment where like you learn to say something in Chinese and you can immediately use it. And yeah. then people are like, whoa, you speak Chinese. And then that gives you the, the motivation and courage to want to go and do it more. And I can't tell you how many people I've seen who like ostensibly aren't talented at learning languages or like they think they're not or they're, you know, slow or whatever. And then they, they start learning. And I was like, oh man, they have no chance of learning a language. And then like, three months later you come back and they're speaking fluent Mandarin Yeah, and like how do they do it like they just kept at it and they kept using it in situations where they needed to use it and like all of a sudden holy crap they can speak they can actually speak this language that they want to learn you know I think that's also the hard thing and probably why another reason why people love watching your videos because yeah. it takes a level of courage to try out a new language to yeah. you you know something that you're not it's, isn't your first language because you're going to Chinatown in New York and you're speaking Mandarin or Fujianese or yeah. you know whatever it is and and as someone who doesn't speak that language, picturing myself trying to test out phrases or trying to talk, it's so nerve wracking. Yeah. And so just kind of taking that leap of faith and being like, I'm going to try it. If I mess up, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I think that's just like the scary part and, um, and why it's so entertaining. Because I think fear is a big reason why people probably don't do that. A hundred percent. I, a lot of my friends will tell me sometimes when they're watching my videos they'll get like this level of anxiety where they're like they're watching and they're like no way he's like he's actually gonna try and like speak with him yeah. and, and you're just like so nervous like because you you i think that you it's kind of like a vicarious experience where you're watching and then you're like oh man i would be so nervous yeah in in that situation um but the thing is the more that you do it the better you get the yeah. better you get and the more the na more natural it becomes um and uh, I, I think that the trying to have these experiences also, it just makes you a better language learner in, in a lot of ways and a better, a better communicator too, I think. Totally. And like, so I, this is our second time meeting in yeah. person and I just kind of went out on a limb last time I was in New York. It was, I think, March or April of 2020. So it was right before the lockdowns happened and Everyone was like talking about COVID, but no one really knew what was going to happen. And I was in New York and I was like, I need to hit up Xiaoma. And so I messaged you. I was like, can we get food in Chinatown? Yeah. Like, I need to do this. And you said, yes, we got uh, we got lunch in Chinatown. And and then I was like, what's going to happen with your YouTube if you yeah. can't go out 
you know, to the places that you normally go if we're all locked down. And I feel like that only opened a wider door for you into yeah, new languages and almost like, because I'm sure for you it must have been kind of scary being like, what's going to happen? But I feel like you kind of had this plan all along. No, I didn't. I, no? I, the way, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really make like long-term plans. Yeah. I, 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 I like, I, I just kind of see what works and then I try to, I try to build off that. And, um, uh, you know, I, I had no, I, I was making these Chinese videos and at some point, you know, obviously the pandemic started and I was like, okay, well now, <laughs> you know, can't really do this type of video anymore. So, so I was like, all right, well, I guess if I'm just going to be stuck in my apartment for a while, might as well try and learn Spanish, you know? So, um, so I did that. Was there a reason you chose Spanish first after like Chinese? Honestly, I just found a really good way to, to do it. Like, I think, um, there's this, um, there's this, uh, company called Baselang that what they do is you pay $150 a month and it's kind of like, it's like a gym membership. Yeah. But you get access to unlimited Spanish tutoring wow. with teachers from Venezuela. And wow. uh, so I was spending like eight hours a day talking with Venezuelans online. And um, that was that was a crazy experience. I mean, I, I, I certainly learned a lot of Spanish from that. Yeah. <laughs> but also just like, man, Venezuela, it really has it rough in a lot of ways. Totally. Um, but it was cool. It was great. Yeah, because you were also, I think, using, like, other apps and things to talk to people from other places. Like, I was, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, before COVID happened, I wanted to learn sign language because yeah. my grandma was born deaf and she passed away. But I was like, I realized I had never fully learned sign language. Like, my grandma was really good at reading lips because yeah. she kind of grew up having to learn how to do that because sign language isn't, like, you know, a, a language most people learn yeah. and i was thinking about it i was like this was it's like as if my grandma was italian or something and she only spoke italian yeah and i was her english or american daughter and i was like i'm not gonna learn your language grandma you right. know and so i was like okay i want to like learn sign language kind of to honor her or whatever so i went online there's a dude dr bill vickers he's like a sign language teacher up in the bay so i'm watching all of his youtube videos learning sign language i started going to deaf meetups and it was the, I, I i felt like you well i would like walk in and i was like what would xiaoma do, what would do? <laughs> and it was so nerve-wracking because i'm like trying to speak to these people in sign language and i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna understand them i don't know if they're gonna understand me but it was so fun and it's like that thing where you learn so much about you know, other people's experiences just based on, you know, trying to speak their language. Yeah. Like, it's like a very special thing. How did you, and how did you find, because I've, I've thought about, I thought about, um, you know, my friend Frankie speaks, he's also a native, a native sign language um, mm. user. And uh, I was thinking about like learning some of it, but I don't, um, ha like how 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 did you find like so you went to these deaf meetups and yeah. started speaking to people um and i guess what was that what was that experience like how, like how do you introduce your <laughs> i don't know i get it's just so interesting to me to think about a language where you talk with your hands rather than your yeah you know. i mean i think sign language is like one of the coolest languages because it yeah. is that thing and i th i thought sign language was universal because you're like it is a language with just you know kind of 
hands and right. um, expressions. And I was like, I'm sure it's just universal. Uh, and <laughs> like, they're like, oh, it's really easy. You just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like so no. different everywhere you go. And there's so yeah. many different signs for like the same word. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I was on YouTube, I was watching it. I'm like signing to myself. I'm practicing. And so I went to a deaf meetup and it's hard because you're like looking around. You're like, who's deaf? Because I'm like, right. I'm just waiting for someone to like do some hand movement. So I'm like, okay, here's the deaf group, whatever. Uh -huh. And I was like the second one there. And there's just kind of this old guy sitting. And I just like turned to him and I was like, are you like deaf? Uh, and he was like, yeah. And he starts talking to me and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I'm like, I only know a little bit of sign language. <laughs> like I'm hearing, like whatever. And it's so cool. they were just so helpful and like, so chill. There's this one dude, Eric, who was born deaf, and then I think he got like cochlear implants, hmm. and so he can like he was kind of being my translator and like helping me, yeah. and he was like, "What do you do for work?" And I was like, "I don't know how to say comedian in sign language," and I don't even think there's like a real sign for it for that job. So I'm just like, "I don't know. I tell jokes," and he like came to my show, and it was it was so fun, like just building those relationships from learning the language. But I'm, I mean, it's the same as any other language, like yeah. trying to just do it. But I got, I like stopped learning. And so now it's like so bad. You'd be surprised though, if you, if you revisit a language that you've studied even for a little bit in the past, um, it comes back pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so now I feel like you've done so many languages yeah. since starting with the Spanish you were speaking Arabic, I believe. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Have you, are you thinking, have you ever tried speaking Hebrew? Never. Okay. I, I, that was, that was a fun one because this is another thing where like people might be like, oh man, you know, Shama's like such a language genius, could pick up any language in like five seconds. The thing is in high school, like it, it's so much is about the environment and like your motivation because I spent seven years in Hebrew school, eight years learning, ostensibly learning Hebrew, and I can't speak a word of it to this day. Like, I really, nothing. No one in your family speaks it. No, so I don't know. Like, you know, I I feel like it's a, uh, it's it's so much of it is about how much you want it and how you're taught because like just kind of sitting in class with the book and having the teacher tell you this means that this means yeah. that. It, it just doesn't work. It doesn't do anything, you know? And if the kid doesn't want to learn it, like, nothing's going to happen. It doesn't, you know. Yeah. I want to... I th I like to think that I'm someone who can pick up languages kind of easily. Uh -huh. Like, if I'm traveling, like, yeah. I went to Italy on a school trip. And by the end of it, I, I felt like, you know, a little Italian princess. Uh -huh. I was, like, ordering in Italian. Yeah. And I was like, this is awesome and then i was like okay that was like a fluke maybe it's just close enough to you know spanish where whatever and then i went to israel for like a month and i was like picking up hebrew and i'm like oh my gosh so i i feel like i want to practice more learning different languages because if it's something that i'm like decent at i might as well it would be a shame to waste it uh it depends, it depends on what you want. You know, it's always what I tell people who like want to learn a language. Like, do, you know, can you use it like in your day-to-day -day life? Like, yeah. is, it, is it something that is going to be of value to you? Because it's really hard, I think, to keep the motivation, you know, and to like yeah. get up to that level. Like it just, it just is very like, you know, you could be a dilettante and just, and just like 
study this language for you know a week at that language for a week and it just but to really have the motivation to get yourself to a level of fluency it just takes a lot of effort and a lot of motivation and a lot of like self-determination to, to yeah. want to do that so that's true and i feel like no one i mean in new york it's different like yeah. i'll be on the train and i'll hear someone say something in hebrew and i'm right. like oh i wish i like understood more because yeah. i love eavesdropping yeah. um but yeah, in LA, I feel like I don't hear that as often. But like, uh, do you get that same feeling where like if you're walking around and you hear s someone speaking like Mandarin, you're yeah. like, oh, I want to like say hi or like, ooh, I know what they're saying. No, well, because I, with with Chinese, it's just like I just don't, I don't feel, I don't. There's no emotion for me anymore in that in that sense because I just it's just like such a part of my life where like I, I don't, I mean like I just I feel like almost Chinese in in, in that way. Yeah, like I don't like. Like it's it's just like oh this is this is like I speak it every you know I mean my wife is Chinese I you know we go to Chinese place all the time like it's not it for me it's just it's not something it's not as like exciting anymore yeah it's just like I think obviously for an audience watching me speak Chinese it's like oh wow I speak Chinese. but if, you know for me for me it's just like it's like English it's just like what, whatever yeah. Know? Hi, sorry to interrupt this incredible episode, but I just want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of today's podcast, one of the sponsors of today's podcast, Billy. You might be thinking, what the heck is Billy? Well, let me tell you, my legs have never been smoother. I just used Billy's, okay, Billy is a, is a shaving product, it's a razor. Um, it's, you can get it anywhere, really. But if you want to support me and Billy and the pod, go to billy.com slash Mac, and you can get um, the starter kit for $9 plus free shipping always. That's B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash A-L-I-M-A-C. I really like their razor. It has, I mean, this isn't like the biggest perk of it, but I think it's very cool. Um... It comes with like a, you know how some razors you can like put little suction cups up on the shower and like have it hold there? This one uses like a magnet. It's the most insane thing. It's so small. Um, and also the razor's really soft. Like I always get bumps when I shave. Um, but with Billy, it's very like moisturizing and nourishing and creamy. And I got the shaving cream with it and it makes my legs extra soft and it smells good. Um... I love it, especially as someone who doesn't enjoy shaving because it makes me feel like I'm a gymnast with my leg up all high on the thing. You know, I just want it to be the easiest shave possible. And I truly love Billy. It's a great product. Um, what else do I like? Oh, you know how like, um, you know how most razors like, oh, 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 this is what's so, okay. Sorry. It's all, it's all hitting me. It's, it's early. I'm recording this early. It's early for me. It's like noon. Um, I was shaving and as soon as I opened the Billy package, the razor, first of all, is like a different material, like than other razors. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's like soft. The handle is like soft. I don't know. I don't know that that would be like something that I would normally think is exciting, but I do. It's really nice to just hold, which I never thought was like important about razors, but I enjoy it. And also the cool thing about Billy is that there's no pink tax, which means like normally when you go shopping and you go um, looking for razors, there's like the men's razors and the women's for whatever reason, even though it's the exact same razor, um, 
the women's razor happens to be like I forget what the percentage is, but the women's like grooming products are more expensive. It's called a pink tax for whatever reason. Tampons are more expensive. Not that there's like men's tampons, but like tampons should be free. That's a separate issue. But Billy um, does not have a pink tax on it, so you're getting it for dudes' prices. And what's better than stealing from men? Nothing. Get Billy's razor. Go to Billy.com slash Allie Mac. B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash A-L-I-M-A-C. It's just $9 to get a starter pack. Plus, free shipping always. Do it. Get it. Support me. Support Billy. Support your hairy legs and um, whatever else needs shaving. Your happy trail, Billy's got you covered. I have an insane happy trail. Didn't even know women could get them, but... I shave it off. I used to think I would never shave it off because I was like, that's gross. I need to like wax it or something. I use Billy. Comes off smooth. Mr. Miyagi. Okay. Billy.com slash Allie Mac. Back to the podcast. I also realized, does this happen to you when you're learning a new language that like you start dreaming in that language? Uh, not. I usually. No. I, I think I think with with. uh with languages that you need to, to like to get to that subconscious level, you need to spend more time mm. than I'll typically do with 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 languages that I that I like newer languages that I study. Yeah. Um, but you gotta you gotta really spend a lot of time to get there. Um, but but I've had quite a few dreams in Chinese for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like because I I've watched a lot of your videos and I feel like you know every language there's almost like a way like a different um cadence to how you speak you know like if you're speaking hebrew there's a different cadence than if you're speaking english when you're speaking chinese it's definitely a different cadence it's like a much faster um and i noticed in your videos like there's kind of this i mean it might be you but i feel like maybe it's like something that you learned by um being studying in beijing jing or whatever but like there's almost this like repetitive kind of nature to it where like i feel like you'll repeat a word or like, like when my favorite is when you're like, mail, 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 mail. <laughs> it's just, um, I don't know if that's like just your little flair on it, like something that you do, or if maybe that's like uh, it, common it, with the language. It's, I don't know. I think it's, um, it's easier. I think it's a good way to, cause part of like learning a language and part of speaking. So, I mean, what I do with, with these videos mostly is I'll learn the language for, you know, just a few weeks, like in most cases, less than 20 hours total of study time, and then go and use it. And if you want to try to speak to somebody in a language, having studied for less than 20 hours, like you have to, there's extra lingual methods that you have to use in order to be able to talk with them. So your hands become very important, your body language becomes important, you have to like almost act in a certain way in order to get your point across because just pure linguistically like if you had to just write to them or like just stand perfectly still and flat and unemotionally communicate your point like it would be way harder than if you can oh you know double up on a word for emphasis or like you know those kind of things or point to stuff um so all that matters in this like this like game of 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 language battling that you're playing yeah it's so wild. I love how humble you get 
It's my favorite part when people are like, you speak Chinese so well, and you're like, no, I don't. And then you're just <laughs> uh -huh. like, you're practically yeah. affluent. I mean, like, you might as well be Chinese at this point. Well, you have to... Um, I th like, I think is that part of the culture is like being humble, or is that just like you being Chinese? Nice? Chinese is very interesting because specific... Is, this is something specific to Chinese culture, where if you get complimented in Chinese... It's considered somewhat rude to say like thank you, like oh yeah. oh you speak such good Chinese. Well, thank you. You're like, like you damn don't. Right. It's it's like you're ex exactly. Yeah. It's like an English saying you speak such good Chinese. I know. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> true. I right. Am. You, you, yeah. Don't, you don't you don't typically you try to like negate. You try to you try to deflect the compliment as much as possible. So, and there's many strategies in Chinese for doing that. You could say like what are you talking about or like um you know no I don't or you could say oh you know, my teacher's really good or like there's, there's, there's ways to like deflect that, yeah. deflect that compliment, you know? Yeah. Um, I also love there's, what was I going to say? Oh, I love, it's so special being able to speak another language because I feel like so many times when you're at a restaurant or whatever, making a video, the person you're speaking to in whatever language it is, they're like, oh my gosh, that's incredible that you can speak that. Like my kid doesn't even speak yeah. that well because, you know, a lot of times they, I don't know. I just, I think it's very cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I want to see if there's <laughs> any. Uh, yeah, you're damn right. Yeah. I want to see if there's any questions that people sent in. Um, isn't it so nice that New York is like more open now? It's amazing. Did you it's... feel overwhelmed at all? Like, oh no, it's all happening again? Or were you just like ready for what? it? Co COVID? Well, like I felt like for me with comedy, with the lockdown, like I, I can do Zoom shows, but those aren't yeah, fun. I right. can't like tour and travel and do stand up. For you, you were able to find a way to like continue making videos and stuff. Yeah. But I know for me, it was almost like this transition back into regular mm, life where yeah. I was like, oh my God, I got so used to like being a couch potato that now I have to like put pants on and like talk. Yeah, I, to be honest for me, after after maybe the first like two or three months, it was kind of back to normal in terms of making, and the only difference was that everybody was wearing masks. Yeah. You know, but but because the majority of my videos I made make in New York City, it, you know, um, and then I did go to Mexico once or twice. Yeah. But Mexico. You were in Tulum? Yeah, Tulum and um, Cancun. Mm, yeah. Which one was your favorite out of the two? You know, I really, um, I, I ended up going to this, this, um, this little village called Senor, which is like a, it's like a Mayan village. And I spent like a week there in this, this tiny little Mayan village where everybody speaks the Mayan language with Yucatec Maya, which is like a totally different language from Spanish. Um... And that was so exciting to like, because you're, you're in Mexico, but it's like Maya town. Yeah. It's like a very different culture. It's really cool. Do you feel like when you learn a new language, I was thinking about this last night. I was like, it almost feels like you have, a, like, you know, a secret, like you have like a key and you've, when you learn the language, mm -hmm. it feels like kind of unlocking the secret door where you're like, I can now step into this. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, you know. You know when people ask like, "Oh, what what age are you from?" Like, like are you like a nineteenth century, like you know, fifteenth century Victorian or whatever? Um, uh, it almost feels like 
like you know in the 17th century when they were going around like discovering all these little islands and stuff and it was like this is like new new to like you know the world like that's how i feel mm. a lot of times with languages like i just i just love like you know being like one of the few people the few non-natives in the world to be able to like for me that's so incredible yeah like if i could learn like um I'm trying to think of, i mean with navajo recently right so i went out to to um to the southwest to to learn navajo and, and yeah where did you end up there. going so i went to new mexico okay. and then the the navajo um nation the navajo indian reservation is it it it, it it's uh it's over it's in Arizona and New Mexico yeah. um and uh that was that was just crazy because like there's not that many like non -na non Navajo people who speak who speak Navajo and then when you try and go and learn it and there's also there's only 300,000 people in the entire world that speak Navajo like yeah. it's it's just it's just such a you know and then if you go and learn that and try to talk to people like it's it's like crazy because you feel like you're you're getting this kind of access to a culture that is you know it's 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 so it's so small and it's so it's so like you know it's 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 like almost like secret secret knowledge you know yeah. I, I just love i just love that i just love that okay another interruption i'm sorry but this one is very 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 exciting i've been talking about this for a long time i had to interrupt the pod to to say this this is a big deal if you've been listening to the pod since day one you know this is a big deal guess what baby i got liquid death supporting me it's finally happened we got liquid death i um you know I love it. I don't need to, like, go into it, but I am because I love it. I've been a day one OG death head. Um, I remember I was I was at my sister's friend's, like, birthday party or something, and I don't drink. I'm a sober gal. And at the party, everyone was, like, drinking their little mimosas. They're having, like, a white, white girl pool celebration. They're drinking their mimosas. They're having their white claws. My sister's friend offers me a liquid death. And I'm like, dude, you know, I don't drink. Why are you handing me a tall boy of this knockoff Modelo brand? And he's like, no, it's water. And I'm like, I see this tall boy, you know, I've, I've, I've done the tall boy days in my, t in my time. I've done the tall boy days in my time. I don't think that makes sense. But I'm like, I know what this is. You're tricking me. You want me to get turned up off this tall boy. He's like, no, seriously, it's straight up just like mountain spring water. And I'm like, okay, nice party trick, dude. Uh, so I'm like turning the can, looking at it, reading it, checking the ingredients, and it says it's water. But I, in my head, I'm like, this is one of those pack of gums where you like pull a stick of gum and you get electrocuted. I'm like, he's trying to do something. I don't know what this is but he's like i swear i promise it's just water so i'm like all right so i drink it and i'm like oh shit like this is just water and it was nice because um it's in an aluminum can like it straight up is a tall boy can of water just with like the most aggressive branding to make it look like you're um, an insane alcoholic. And so I was drinking the water. I'm like, this is incredible. I need to shotgun it. So I shotgun the water. Um, didn't realize how much harder it is to shotgun water than it is to shotgun beer. But somehow water is more difficult to, you know, 
drain the pipe. And um, ever since then, I was hooked. I was hooked. I kept getting more. I ordered it in bulk. I got these giant packages. And the great thing about it is that I would just like keep it hidden in my room because it's an aluminum can. So if my room is like a decent temperature, the water is going to be a nice temperature. Um, you know how plastic gets all nasty. There's like phthalates in plastic. I was talking about that on the last episode. It makes your taint smaller or some crazy shit like that. Don't get plastic. You can't, it can't even be recycled anymore. Did you know that? Plastic can't even like really break down anymore. I don't know. I heard that somewhere. Plastic's bad. Aluminum, way easier to recycle, better for the environment, easier to drink. When you have water in a tall boy, you're like, I got to finish this. This feels like a challenge. And um, I always drink way more water when I have liquid death nearby. So find it at any like any 7-Eleven, Whole Foods. They're they're getting everywhere. They're they're becoming big time. They're big time, baby. So get it anywhere. Or if you go to liquiddeath.com slash Mac, you can get a free set of koozies with your first order of any case of water. Or just grab some at Whole Foods or 7-Eleven, whatever. But I think you should do it online slash Mac. Let them know that you guys are listening. Let them know you guys support. Um, and get it. Chug it. Drink it in the car. Try and get pulled over. I dare you to just chug it in the car, go to a babysitting job with it, do whatever you need to do. Um, go to liquiddeath.com slash Mac. Shout out to Liquid Death. I've been an OG death head, so I'm glad you guys are finally turning around and recognizing, recognizing me, putting some respect on my name. Liquiddeath.com slash Mac. Okay, back to the podcast. Thank you, Liquid Death. Um, okay, let me see these questions. Oh, I wanted to ask, what are your recommendations for Chinese food in New York? I have a lot. I have a lot. Depends List them. Um, rattle them out. Depends on what you like. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, you want to go to Flushing. Okay. Because Flushing has the best. Flushing is the best Chinese Isn't food. Isn't that where the nanny's from? The show The Nanny with Fran Drescher? I, I think in the intro song, that used to be my favorite show. Yeah. In the intro song, it's like talking about Flushing Queens. It's in Queens. Yeah. So, Hell that's yeah. that's where it okay, is. Okay. The nanny. Yeah. So, Flushing... And once you're in Flushing, it's cool because Flushing is probably the closest you can come to China without actually going to China. Really? Yeah. It's just, it's very, like, Chinatown is mostly like an older kind of Cantonese generation. It's also pretty touristy. But if you go to Flushing, it's like, it's like just China. It's like being in China. It's for, and um, the food is incredible. You can walk around, you can go to different stands and try, like, street foods, and the restaurants are incredible. Um... So you just know, anywhere people, in Flushing. People on the street selling selling stuff. Yeah, and you have to find a place that looks like it has, like, walk around Flushing and, and just look for crowds of Chinese people, like, standing in line for things or just, you know, bustling places. And it's usually a good guide to to where the food is good. Yeah. You know. Do you live in Flushing? I don't. I wish I did. I wish I did sometimes. No. Um, do you have any tips or hacks for learning a new language? Um, yeah, I mean, so kind of a general rule of advice is to just speak as much as possible. Um, I think, I think for a few reasons, I, one, it's just a fe an effective way to learn a language, but the other, because it for, I, I think, I think the most important thing when you're learning language is really like the active recall. So it's actively trying to dredge stuff up from your brain. 
right? And it's trying to force yourself to recall what you learned. Because if you're just sitting and you're just watching something or you're reading something, um, it's going to be difficult to, it's a much slower process, yeah. right? But let's say you're, um, you're doing flashcards and the flashcard has English on one side and then it has the Chinese on the other. And when you read the English, your task is to be able to have to say the Chinese sentence and you can't progress to the next flashcard until you say that Chinese mm -hmm. sentence. That's going to be a much faster way than just having like a book that ha has a list of Chinese sentences and you're just reading them, Yeah. right? So the flashcard and, and, and speaking, that's why speaking is also very valuable because if we're having a conversation and somebody asks you a question in Chinese, you, like you don't you don't just sit there and say, hmm, "Good question." Like you have to respond yeah. to the question now, right? So it forces you to to actively recall and make that and make that sense. Yeah, that's what I realized when I was learning sign language. I was like, "Okay, I'm understanding the vocabulary. I know how to put yeah. my own sentences together." But then when I went to the deaf meetups, I was like, "Oh my, it's all happening so fast." Yeah. They're like they're they're like asking me questions that I never watched on the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, "Okay, yeah. like uh and then I also realized, like, I could go on Omegle, yeah. the, like, random chat website, sure. and type in for special interest sign language yeah. or ASL. And then all of a sudden, I'm connected to all these people mm -hmm. who um, speak sign language. Yeah, so there's a lot of ways to talk to native speakers, like, to find people to chat with online. Yeah. So Omegle, VRChat, um, uh, this website, OmeTV. Mm -hmm. I've made videos on this website, you know. Um, you can find people who speak like any language um yeah. there's also and there's also language tutoring websites too you know like i talk here preply and you just verbling right? how do you feel about duolingo um i i don't i mean i mean look like it's not like the most efficient and effective way to learn a language but it but it's better than nothing yeah right you know and, and a lot of people a lot of people find it really fun and i've never really used it but you know people seem to find it like fun and enjoyable and you know if that if that's something that you consistently spend time on then you're gonna learn something right? yeah so. i like omegle because you can yeah. you know face chat with them and then one in every 10 people who speak sign language exactly. is just some weird horny dude jacking <laughs> off and you're like i needed a break that was right. the perfect time right. for a break e e even even with sign language in the interest? yeah because sometimes like if like, oh not enough yeah if there's yeah. not enough people right. with that special interest then right. you're just back into the general public and you're yeah. like no 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 <laughs> i'm not ready right right um, have you heard any good shit talking during your escapades? I don't know why they called it escapades, but people, people always ask this and I, I, it's, it's just like a fun, it's always a fun idea. Like, oh, you know, I guess like you can learn a language. Now you can tell people are like secretly gossiping about you. To be honest, it doesn't re it doesn't really happen at least with Chinese. Like I think that, um, I, I, and I, I can't really recall like, an instance where somebody said something. Um, I, I, to be fair, I think a lot of it now is because people know me from my videos. Yeah. And so it's like, you know. Um, also, it's such a funny thing because it's like, if someone was talking shit about me yeah. in English right. nearby, I would be so hurt. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to learn another language <laughs> just so I can like hurt my own feelings. I will tell you this though. Um, uh, it is a very great secret language to talk shit about other people so like if you're if we're at a restaurant mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and like there's this this couple the other the other you know right next to us who i want to talk about or like they're kind of weird or like they're interesting in some way you know like i can just talk to my wife about them in this like secret code that we have and i was actually thinking about it this morning because you know i was doing that again and i was like 
man, if I, if I only spoke English, like, how do people do, like, if you're at a restaurant, like, how do you do that if you don't speak another language? If you're at a restaurant and there's, like, something interesting at the table about the people at the table right next to you, how can you secretly talk about them with you your dining companion? You have to just wait until the ride home. You have to, you have you have to, to like, until, sit on I know, this. you're just like, oh, my God. When you, like, turn to your friend and you're like, just remember, remember what yeah. they look like at the table next to us. We'll talk right. about it later. Or I was thinking, like, like, do you have to, like, write things out on, like, a notepad and then just be like, hey, check this out. Hey. Check your text messages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Check your text message. Um, <laughs> are you an American heartthrob in China? Um, oh, yeah. I'm curious. Like when you look at your YouTube analytics, yeah. um, I imagine most of it is from the U.S. But yeah. like what is the highest country outside of the U.S. in terms um, of like watching? I, I, right now, I mean, it, it does depend on the video. Um but right, I'd say for my language learning videos right now, it's um, mostly English-speaking countries, right? So U.S., U.K. And U.S. is naturally the biggest proportion because most people. Um, but uh, Philippines too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I, I made some videos about um, about Filipino stuff a while back, like giving people Filipino street food, and um, I got quite popular in the Philippines for a while. It was, wow, it was an interesting experience. Yeah. So, do you think you're an American heartthrob in the Philippines or China? In the Philippines, maybe. In China, yeah. Although, China, it, this is really a very long story, but um, I actually started out making videos just in China. Yeah. And I started out making videos just on a Chinese, the, the Chinese YouTube, a Chinese video sharing site called Billy Billy. Um, Wait, they and, have their own YouTube? Yeah. Well, you know, YouTube is blocked in China. What? Yeah, completely blocked. No way. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, almost every major Western media. So, like... YouTube, Facebook, Google, Gmail, wow. Wikipedia, Twitter, all blocked in China. So there's local clones of um, of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I just watched, I did my friend's podcast the other day and they were, you know how like BTS is very popular and yeah. like um, just South Korean, like, you know, celebrities and pop stars and stuff. We were watching this video. They showed me like this North Korean pop group yeah. and it's like... The song, it's like all these ladies. Oh, where they were marching? Yeah, I saw that video. Just like, and they're like singing. They're like, studying is good. Yeah. Everyone should learn about North Korean history. You know, I actually applied for a visa to go to North Korea. And what recently. Um, in order to do it, you have like Americans aren't typically allowed to go to North Korea. So and you're like, you but I'm Xiaomi. Well, you, you have to apply for a special passport. Like mm. literally you have to, you have to f send an application to the state department, like, you know, special visas at state.gov to like, to like get a, a V and it has to be in the national interest of the United States. So you have to write this email saying why you're your like, trip to North Korea is in the national interest of the United States. So you're like, <laughs> I'm a pretty popular YouTuber. Yeah. I'm going to spread the good word of North yeah. Korea. So, so I was like, um, there will be no slander in my video. Right. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do cross-cultural, you know, communication, <laughs> like learning Korean and then, you know, talking to people in North Korea. I was like, man, this is going to be really cool if I get this. But, um, I got the email back like a couple weeks later. It was like a very formal, like, you know, something so-and-so at United States Department of State being like, after careful review, we have determined that your visit to North Korea is not in the national interest wow. of the United States. <laughs> it was like, this is our final determination. I feel like if there's anyone who should be able to go to North Korea and make yeah, a video about it. That's what I thought. It. And they were like, right on the website, it says, if you're like a journalist or a reporter, you know, this may qualify as national interest. So I was like... I'm kind of like a journalist, right? A little yeah. Bit, like, you know, so. 
I don't know. I agree. I agree. I think it's very much in the national interest of the United States that I go to North Korea. Yeah. I'm gonna. We're gonna start a hashtag. We're right. gonna start a petition. Hashtag free free shamo. Yeah. Um, what did you expect going to the Navajo reservation, and what surprised you the most about it? Um, you know, to be honest, I had I had no idea what to expect because, I, like, it was so completely like, like, a- alien to 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 anything I had ever experienced before. Like, I I, I guess I was growing up, you know, I was vaguely aware that that you know native american tribes and native americans were still a thing mm-hmm. in 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 this country and people sp- like spoke those languages but I, I didn't know if people like really spoke them or like was it just like a thing like did the culture still exist but going there you know it, it just made like we, we stayed with the native american family really like out there in how the did desert that get set up through my tutor Oh, okay. Through the person who was teaching me, and she was like, she was like, "Hey, you know, you would really like going, you meeting this family and 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 staying with them," and I was like, "Yeah, that'd be amazing." And so we went, we went out there. The dad was a traditional medicine man, and so he was like doing these really late night ceremonies with us, where they would like take the ash out of the fireplace and like do this, and um, and you know, we couldn't get any of it for the video because it was it's like sacred. Special, yeah. Um, so. But, but it was so cool experiencing that. And also just how like religious they are, how spiritual. Like when we when we were leaving, they were like, oh my God, you know, it was so nice having you here. To, if you ever need anything, just um just like message us on Facebook and we'll pray for you. And uh in in the Navajo ceremony, and it was so that they, they like do, you know, the peyote ceremonies and everything. And um Did you do peyote? No, I wish I, <laughs> they do. It's really cool. So they have they have actually a, a federal exception where they are like it's totally legal for them to do peyote because it's part of their religion. Yeah. Um but for me seeing that and experiencing their religion was like it was it was just I was like, wow, this is so cool that that because I, I think the history of like you know, Native Americans. This country is so fucked up. Where, where they, like, like it's it's just it, it's so sad to me that probably like less than like less than a million people in this country actually speak a Native American language now. Yeah. You know, and um, and there's and there's like they're just like the numbers are so reduced and um, but uh, but but to to actually go there and experience like there's real like stores and there's real places and people where you can go and people still use. This language is like a uh, a means of communication, is, and you know, in a lot of ways, it feels like the the real American culture yeah. and um, the original American culture. Yeah. And it was just, it was like, I was like, wow, this like, this like, because you know, you think like, oh, it's it's like Christianity and English just like wiped it all out, but there's it's like still like a like a like it's still there, it's and there. it's just so amazing to get to experience that. It was yeah. so amazing, so cool. Um, how many languages do you know? Like, how many yeah. would you say that you're like fluent in? Yeah, really, just three. So, okay. English, Mandarin, and Spanish. Okay, but um, but in terms of how many languages I've studied, uh, it's a lot at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, like ten, maybe twenty. I don't know. Well, were there any languages that you found to be like easier to pick up? Or yeah, sure. Oh yeah, there's a big difference. Um, some languages are really hard. Did you feel like the... Spanish was pretty easy to pick up? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, uh, somebody, it's not. I don't think Spanish is the easiest language. You don't? But no. What do you think is the easiest language? Indonesian. 
No way. Yeah. As 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 weird as that might sound. But do you think that that's because you had learned other languages before, so maybe there was almost like No, it's just a simpler language to learn. Oh, it, interesting. Less conjugations, grammar simpler. Um the the way that the way that certain words are formed is is super super elegant and it just like you'll just double up a word to say like the word for time you just double it and that means sometimes you know like things like that yeah because right? i feel like with spanish i was like oh this is easy because it's almost like a math equation yeah. with spanish where it's like there's i don't know something about spanish i was like okay this makes sense yeah. but conjugating don't even get right. me started if it's i speak in spanish yeah. if i'm speaking to someone who right. speaks spanish i have to say i speak like a five-year-old <laughs> and i say everything in present tense right. so yeah. if it's past tense i'll just like do a little sign like a long that's time that's the problem ago. with spanish you know and then you have to use subjunctive <sighs> and future like it's just it's i think spanish gets like this reputation as the easy language but i and and I think I think relative to most languages in the, in this world that you could learn, it's for Americans is relatively easier. But I don't. It's definitely not a cakewalk. Yeah. What's it? What? Not a not a cakewalk. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought okay, and not a cakewalk. Yeah. Um, do you ever get tired of fish balls? The way that I just said that made me think <laughs> it sounded so inappropriate. <laughs> Like made that, me sound um, like you're eating actual fish, fish, fish balls. Yeah. ball sacks. Like this, the South Park episode with Kanye West and uh, <laughs> yeah, fish, fish sticks. Fish sticks yeah. um, Is that your favorite thing to order? You know, fish balls are fish balls are actually funny enough. They're not my favorite food because I don't think, to be honest, I don't think that most of them in at least in New York City Chinatown are particularly good because mm. a lot of them are um, kind of like mass manufactured and, mm. and they're not like when you get like a really like a fresh handmade fish ball it tastes way way better because the um like lower quality mass-produced fish balls are kind of tough and rubbery but yeah. um when you get like a nicer nicer fresh one uh it can be really good are you ever yeah. like okay i'm gonna make a video like going to a restaurant and you're like fuck i'm not hungry at all <laughs> yeah all the time Ugh. all the time yeah that's how I eat every meal. I'm like, I'm not hungry, not hungry. but I'm committing to right. eating. Yeah, you have to do it. And then I'm like, why did I gain 10 pounds right. during COVID? Yeah. Hold on. I want to get a good one, you know. Someone was like, how is this happening? But having you on the pod? Yeah. I don't know either. What's the next language you're going to learn? Um... I've been spending the past week learning Punjabi. Wow. Yeah. And um, uh, I was originally going to make the video today, but I think I'm going to do it tomorrow. Okay. No. Yeah. So I'm going to go. Um, that's a really cool one because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of Sikhs in New York. Mm. And uh, uh, I just thought to myself, like, I just haven't seen anybody learn Punjabi as, as like, a, I mean, even Hindi, it's pretty rare for people to try to go learn that. Yeah. Um. And, you know, for Punjabi, though, I feel like is is even more like, I don't know. I think, I think it'd be interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you need a sign language tutor, don't hit me up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. This was a blast thank for, you me. for having me. Um, do you want to plug anything? Shout anything out? No, I mean, if you're interested in checking my videos out, you could go to Xiaoma NYC on YouTube. X I A O M A. NYC. 
Check it out. Find something. Find a language you like. Watch the video. I think one of my favorites is um, the one where you go to the nail salon. Yeah. Because it is one of those things as... You know, a lady who gets her nails done often, yeah. you do always think, like, they've got to be talking shit they, about what me. What are they talking about? Yeah, what are they <laughs> right? saying? I took my boyfriend yeah. to get his nails done for the first yeah. time, and he was, like, he was like loving it. But the first thing he said, he was like, do you think they're talking shit about me right now? And I'm like, no, no. Pro- yeah, the answer is probably not. Probably not. And I'm like, you can but. also tell if they are, because they'll kind of mm-hmm. look at you. They'll give you, like, a side eye and then look at their friend, and then they'll be like, and you're like, yeah. now I know. They don't like my color choice. I think it'd be really fun to to redo that video with a white girl who speaks perfect Vietnamese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish Someone I should g- do that video. Anyone out there watching this who like speaks Vietnamese really well? Like, go do I that. wish I could. I would yeah. love to do that, but unfortunately I'm not fluent. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, it was nice seeing you. Guys. And um, that's it. Bye.